Workers Beat. I'm Gene Lance, and the beautiful redhead is here. Bonnie Mathias. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. The Workers Beat is about everything from the point of view of working families. We like to start with things you can do. The AFL-CIO, the labor union movement, is already working on sending letters to people in Georgia and calling people in Georgia. Uh, today, the People's Thanksgiving at the Pan-African Connection. It's not going to be anything about Puritans and, uh, and Native Americans being peaceful. Uh, November the 29th and December the 1st, the Communication Workers of America have their phone banks for victory in Georgia. You have to call and sign up. Uh, Ernest Tilly will sign you up here locally. They, you can even get a, you can get a link and uh, sign up for all different times and dates. And yeah, it's really it's a long link. I can't read it out. But if you go to genelance.org, I can put you on to all of these things. December the 6th is the runoff election for U.S. Senate in Georgia. December the 7th at 12.30 p.m., the Dallas chapter of the Texas Alliance for Retired Americans meets at the AFT Hall on Bishop and Center in Oak Cliff. Everybody is invited, but please RSVP to Judy in advance. And Judy's number is 214-729-0063. The reason I need you to RSVP is we're trying to figure out how much food to get. December the 14th at 11 a.m. and again at 5.30 p.m. Communication Workers of America, 6215 Christmas Dinner at 1408 North Washington. Contact Ernest, and the phone number there is 826, it's 214-826-6215. That's right. On January the 13th through 16th, Labor, Civil, and Human Rights Conference in Washington, D.C. I'm announcing it in advance because people have to sign up and register, and then they got to get plane tickets and all that. Yep, yep. So that's some of the things that are going on. You know some more, Bonnie? Uh, uh, I don't know what else is going on. There's lots of stuff going on. Well, people kind of settle down during the during the holidays. Yeah, and yeah. Spend time <clears throat> with their families. But I'll tell you, there is trouble brewing. There's uh, the the uh, news guild workers at the Startlegram uh, over in Fort Worth. They have gone two years flat without a contract. That's crazy. They That's organized it. two years ago. Yeah, and they they need a contract, and they may be needing some help. Is there? All right, I just have to ask. Well, maybe she'll call in, and I can ask her. If somebody calls, yeah, somebody yeah calls. if you know something about that, give us a call. Starbucks workers across the country are organizing and fighting for their first contract. You can get involved with that. GeneLance.org. I'll put you on to all of it. Uh, the, I already mentioned the Fort Worth News Guild. There's also a fight going on in Alabama with coal workers at Warrior Met, and they're into their second year yep. of being on strike. Yep. And just think how miserable it is to be on strike during Christmas. Yep. And your kids are hungry, and you, you're wanting to buy them something, and you can't. Uh, the National AFL-CIO, I mentioned, is working on the Senate race in Georgia, and they're doing not only phone banking, but also letter writing. So you can sign up with that. Make sure your friends in North Texas are on board with Solidarity by getting involved with the Dallas AFL-CIO. And you can do that by calling them at 214-826-4808 or get in touch with me, genelance.org. I'm the, I'm the communication I director. I know, so I know. There you go. Basically, what I want people to do is email me their zip code. Yeah. That way, if I know your, your email and your zip code, I can send out information for you. From from now till the, from now till doomsday, 
Okay, the smart <laughs> railroad the, union. The darkest hour in radio. <laughs> the darkest hour in radio. Yeah. The smart radio railroad union, which I think is one of the biggest ones. Yes. It's either the biggest or the second biggest. They turned down the government brokered contract offer. Yes, thank you. So they may be needing help. And you can get in touch with them. Meantime, the largest academic workers strike in U.S. history is going on in California. And they may be needing some help. There's over 10,000. No, let's see. It's over 10 campuses. And it's like 48,000 people that are on strike. Is it University at, of California? Yeah, the, yeah, but they've got 10 campuses right. around. Right, Berkeley and all the different campuses. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, so there's all kinds of people doing stuff for this Christmas and the very, they are giving us a wonderful gift. The wonderful gift they are giving us is justice and a chance to raise our own standard of living. That's right. Because that's the way standard of living goes up when somebody fights for it. Yep. People are fighting, and they are giving us a wonderful Christmas gift. We should give them a small Christmas gift with a donation or a uh, uh, at least a, a letter or a little encouragement. Absolutely. They all have websites. I mean, you know, uh, give them. I saw UFCW just want to contract someplace. Mm, that's uh, good. That's United Food that's and Commercial news. Workers. I can't remember where it was. The one for the academic workers in California is UAW.org. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> They're not asking for any money or anything as far as I can tell. Uh, UAW is funny like that. They always try to do it all by themselves. They help oh, other people, but then when they need help, they don't ever say anything. It doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Better be ready. <laughs> One in four Texas business leaders are considering layoffs or they've already started job cuts. Now, you're not going to notice a lot of layoffs as long as Christmas is going on because they're, they're mostly hiring during Christmas. Right. But look out in January. Well, and they're laying off. Uh, a lot of these companies are laying off managers because they have so many. Yeah, and, and it's easy to lay off managers. Yeah, because they have no protections. Well, computers can do what managers do. Uh, the, uh, you know, management doesn't have a union. Uh -huh. So, believe me, folks, if they're offering, if you're an occupational person and they're offering you a management job, think about it. Think really long and hard about it, mm -hmm. especially if you're not going to have any direct reports. You can call us at 972-647-1893. We just finished the fun drive and we did great, didn't we, buddy? Yes, we did. We did wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We had several, several union people chipped in and, and, the, and it's a good thing. But I think people should notice that the one reason that we get donations from union people is because they have more money than you do. They have more money than people who don't have a union. So try to get a union. Yeah. And let's all have enough money to donate to KNON. Uh, but we're finished the fun drive, and we did great. The Association of Flight Attendants, CWA, the Machinists, that's IIM, and the Teamsters, which is IBT, International Brotherhood of Teamsters, announced a coordinated campaign to support the employees of Delta Airlines who are working to organize their unions. It turns out that Delta, which is one of the richest airlines, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has the fewest unions. That, see, there's something wrong with that. There's something very wrong with we that. We have to share, mm -hmm. spread it around, you know what I mean? Meantime, 
Chinese workers who put phone, who make Apple phones are also <laughs> protesting. I don't know how you can help them, but uh, but there is like a hundred thousand of them. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. Hello. Are you on the air? Hey. Yeah, you on the air? Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. Go ahead. What you got to say? Okay, all right, if you're going to... Yeah. You, <laughs> I think he probably forgot what he was going to say. Okay, that's All right, funny. thanks very much. You can call again, 972-647-1893. And we have another caller. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello? Hello? Something wrong with the phones? or? Hello? Okay, bye-bye. Oh, nothing wrong with the phones as far as we can tell. No, nothing. It's okay. I think it's the I same know. guy. Yeah. Possibly. 972-647-1893. The station just loves it when you call. Here's some good news. Okay, good. 19,500 jobs were added in Dallas-Fort Worth in in October. In the past year, they had 255,000, which is, and the headline was, what recession? <laughs> you know, that is so just goofy. Uh-huh. Because they're not telling you what kind of jobs got added. Yeah. Or how much those jobs pay. Or how many of those jobs one person took. What gets me is when some company will come in and say, give us $10 million and we'll, recruit, we'll, we'll start all these jobs. Then they won't tell you that the jobs don't pay nothing. Yeah. That's Good right. morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Good morning, Gene and Bonnie. Good morning. Hi. This is Imani. How y'all doing? Very well, thanks. How about you? Oh, man, I'm just... I'm, I'm I'm just doing well for my age. Good. <laughs> I know you're old because you're a Vietnam veteran. But Army and Navy, you know, I, I, I'm proud to be. I love America. Uh -huh. I love America, and I, I think, well, first of all, I don't know where I'm from. I just I'm here, and uh -huh. this is the only home I know. My family, five hundred years we've been here. Yeah. I'm very concerned, Gene. You know, I listen to all the news stations. I read a lot of books and study. And I said, what is wrong with the country? And you know what it is? What is it? Right. The soul of America. And the only way they're going to ever get to, to, to America back where, where it needs to be, and we have to tell the truth about slavery. The CRT, critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And we'll never be one people. We all from one place, and that's Africa. Everybody's from Africa or Asia at the time. But once they know that... I'm concerned about this country because everybody's bickering about this and bickering about that. And, and America should be, uh, uh, one thing, we first got to tell the truth. If you believe in God, you got to tell the truth. And that's what's wrong. They can't, they can't tell the truth about that. They just can't give, give up that wealth. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's an upsurge in lying on, uh, <laughs> on social media. And I understand that they are going to re- uh, they're going to allow some of the biggest liars back on the social media. On the Twitter. That's yeah, on right. The Twitter, yeah, yeah. On the Twitter. On the Twitter. On the Twitter machine. Uh -huh. well, the, the, the truth is, uh, the people that they hurt the most, they never did, but never was prepared, repaired. Uh -huh. And we, the uh, black people, never was repaired. And yeah. we have a bill now in Washington called reparations. It's just there waiting uh -huh. Waiting for somebody to, to bring it to the, uh, the committee. It's in committee now. And we have another one, the George Floyd bill. Until uh, our people, black people especially, until they tell the truth, it's never going to get good for America because it's like having a council and you don't know you got it. Yeah. And, and we're going to just get fester and fester and fester until somebody say, 
it, it happened. Now let's go ahead. Our children are ready for the old people, the ones that won't admit that it happened. That's our problem. Oh, really? All right. Well, thank you so much. You can you can also call us at 972-647-1893. Now, he mentioned that this is my home, he said. Yes. Herschel Walker, ah! and this is also his home. <laughs> Herschel Walker, who is running for senator in Georgia. Georgia. And yes. votes in Georgia. Yes. Has a primary residence in Fort Worth. Yes, with a homestead exemption. Where he gets a homestead exemption. Which means that he lives there. It's his primary residence. Mm-hmm. So what's he doing voting in Georgia? This don't sound right. Liar, liar, pants on fire. <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish just once, just one time, one of these guys' pants would catch on fire? Yeah. I just think that would be the funniest thing ever. <laughs> what do you think about sports people running for uh, office? Well, if you got a brain, it's okay. But if yeah. not, then you shouldn't. I don't know. My wife, <laughs> my wife wants a certain basketball player to run for president. And I think it's probably a really good idea. Oh, uh, I don't know Mr. much Mr. Herschel about. Walker, on the other hand, apparently has played too long. With his helmet off. Yeah. 972-647-1893. He took too many hits to the head, I'm thinking. National elections. We had decent turnout, relatively speaking. Relatively speaking, the national turnout at the midterms was 47%. Uh, Texas had 46%, which is pretty much the same. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, however, only 71% of eligible citizens are actually registered to vote. What the? So that means instead of 47% of eligible voters, that it was 33%. But some of them weren't registered, so they didn't, they, they didn't count them. What so it's not, it's not good. But it is still three times better than what the auto workers union did in their special election to elect their president. They only had like 101,000 people vote out of some like 900,000 people plus that were eligible to vote, counting all of the retirees and all of the active workers. So the United Auto Workers had this very hot election. The government forced them to have it. And and they were they were electing their very top officers, mm-hmm. and the ballots came in, and you'd think that people would really 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 be excited that they're going to get to vote directly on who their top officers yeah. are, but they didn't. That would make sense. About eleven percent, less than eleven percent of them actually voted. And you know the funny thing about it is they didn't even have to go to the polls. Right. All they had to do open was the open the mail, open the envelope, mark it and put it back in the envelope because they didn't even have to pay the stamp. Yeah, the stamps, postage paid on the left and everything. <laughs> and it, so this brings me to the question, what is going on? What What is what is apathy doing? It is killing us. Yeah, good literally. Morning. Good morning. Thanks for calling KNON. Hello. This is Emily Brindley from the Forest News Guild. Hey. Oh, hi, from the News Guild? Yes, that's right. We were just wondering about that. Uh didn't you get a contract a long... I mean, didn't you get uh, organized a long time ago at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram? Yes, that's right. We've been in bargaining now with our, our parent company, McClatchy, for, for about two years. It'll be two years next month. Um, but we have not gotten a contract yet. Uh, we've seen quite quite the stalling tactics from our company. So we are, we're still working toward that contract, and uh, it's gotten to the point now where our unit is, uh, is strike-ready, actually. Wow. Okay. So let me ask this. Has there been any... Have there been discussions? Have there been any back and passing, anything back and forth? 
Oh, yes, yes, there certainly has. So we we have been meeting with them at the bargaining table, um, as I said, for about for about two years now. The thing is that every time the, the Guild has brought something that we believe is a reasonable proposal on, you know, wages, retirement, parental leave, the company has come back and basically uh, told us to, to kick rocks. So um, <laughs> they have brought proposals back to us, but they just aren't anything that would give our members the, the type of livable conditions that, you know, that every worker needs. Right. Um, so we've been we've been working at it for two years, um, and we are you know we're we're ready now to, to try a different tactic um, and see if uh, maybe we can get them to, to listen to us if uh, if we uh, you know move to our strike. I think you know if that's what it takes. Absolutely. I mean, nobody likes to go on strike, but mm-hmm. if if yeah. the company is refusing to 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 bargain in good faith, quite frankly, then what what options do they leave you? Yes, exactly. That's it. That is exactly what we've been talking about as well. Uh, people want to work. Um, nobody wants to be out on strike. Nobody wants to be, you know, out picketing, especially in uh, in you know the the colder months of the year for sure. Uh, but if that's what it takes to get a fair contract, then then that's what um, our, our members are are ready and, and willing to do. Okay. Well, I hope your members are are strong on this. The Radio audience may not know a lot about how a first contractor's gotten, Emily, but as I understand it, first of all, you had to sign up the members. You had to get them to sign union cards. Then you had to have a government-sponsored election to show that you had the support of the workers, and you got through that. You did all that two years ago, right? Yeah, it was a little bit over two years ago now for the for the recognition of the union. Um, so the union has been around for a while, but it just the vast majority of that time has been spent at the bargaining table. Um, and, and as I said, it has been you know quite quite the the slog trying to to get the company to to recognize the the you know the, the basic needs that our that our members have. So we've spent the past two years trying to get them to to understand that we we need things like livable wages. We need things like you know, reasonable parental leave, um, like a industry standard 401k match, really just the standard things that, that workers have been fighting for, um, you know, across the country for, for decades and organizing around for, for decades. Um, but so far, we, we haven't been able to get them to recognize that. That is, doesn't sound... Is it, not, is it not true, Emily, that, that the News Guild is part of the Communication Workers of America? That is correct, yes. yes. You ought to tell the bosses that you have thousands and thousands of Communication Workers of America members here in North Texas. One of them is sitting right here by me. That's right. Yeah. And well, we're, we're always, always happy to chat with, you know, with other, with other union folks, and especially with other communication workers folks. Uh, that solidarity is always, always a delight. It is, isn't it? It's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I didn't know what it was like until I went to my first convention, and I was thoroughly convinced it's a democratic process. It's painful. But it's, it, I mean, it works. It absolutely works. Yes, yes, definitely. Did you reach yeah, out to Angela De Filippo over in Fort Worth? Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I believe our, our membership has been uh, in, in contact. Our, our president has been in contact. Uh, yeah, she's not a member of CWA, but I'll tell you, she is a pistol when it comes to organizing solidarity. She's I've never seen anybody here in North Texas quite as good at organizing solidarity as Angie De Filippo of the Tarrant County AFL-CIO. 
I totally agree. <laughs> She's awesome. I love her. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, well, that's I great. Think, I think people, you know, Texas has a reputation of, uh, of not being super union friendly, but we certainly have seen a lot of solidarity uh, from folks as we've been organizing and, and also in the past few months as we've been ramping up for that strike. Good. So there, there is, there's, some, there's some union power here, I think. <laughs> well, how can people show solidarity? What kinds of things could you use to help strengthen your union effort? The biggest thing right now for us is really financial. Because we don't have a first contract, our members have not been paying dues yet, which means that we don't have, we didn't have a pre-established strike fund. So we have established a strike fund on GoFundMe. Um, as I, I'm sure your, you know, your listeners know that mm-hmm. when you're on strike, you can't collect a, a paycheck. Right. Um, and so we have members who, because of the low wages that they've been making for, for years, many of them are living paycheck to paycheck. Sure. Um, so for, for us, the, the biggest thing right now is just financial. We started a, a strike fund on GoFundMe. Um, if you if you look on GoFundMe and, and, and search you know, Fort Worth News Guild, you'll, you'll find it. And it has our kind of our whole story there. We've raised a, you know, a good chunk of money so far, but um, it really is helpful. You know, oh, you need a lot more than you need a lot more than that. Listen, Emily, yeah. can you stay on? We have to take a break. Just stay yeah. on. We'll, we'll be right back after this break. We're back on the Workers' Beat. Call us at 972-647-1893, especially if you have a question for Emily Brindley of the News Guild, where they're fighting to get a good contract, and we're finding out, Bonnie and I are finding out, just how you do that. So what? What you, when you sit down, Emily, with negotiations, what do you do? You just say, here's what we want? You give them a piece of yeah. paper or something? So we, we do everything virtually, um, which is, you know, one big change that, that was brought in by the pandemic, of course. Um, so we have, you know, we're talking with corporate folks at McClatchy, which owns the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, um, and, and they're spread out kind of across the country. Um, is this a, this is a big corporation? McClatchy, is that McClatchy, a big corporation? McClatchy is, is actually a, a hedge fund owned, uh, oh. and they, are, they own a, a number of newspapers across the country, including the Miami Herald and the Kansas City Star and the Sacramento Bee, in addition to the Star-Telegram. So they I are they're a, a large corporation. So it's a chain. So it is a chain, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. And so we, you know, when we go to bargaining with them, um, we bring proposals that we believe will will give our members uh, solid working conditions, um, wages, of course, being one of one of the biggest ones. And then we present those proposals to the company, and the, and the company comes back with uh, with their counter. Which what about in, in what about pensions for retirees? Are you trying to get pensions for your retirees? Pensions, uh, not so much, but we are working to get um, you know industry standard four hundred one k matches. Which, as of right now, the McClatchy matches one third of the first six percent of a salary. So, for the folks who are quick on their math out there, that's two percent matching if you pay six percent of your salary into your four hundred one k. It's below industry standard. Bonnie says that's not good. That's such that's it is crappy. not. It is Bonnie is right. It is not. That good. is so crappy. That is so crappy. I mean, it is. I'm going to give you 6% of what you're paying me, so you're going to give me a 2% match? Get out of here. Not good. Yeah. It, you know, McClatchy has said for years that they would that they would increase that match as they become more financially stable. Oh, yeah, And I've right. all of those quarterly meetings where they say that they're doing great, and we haven't certainly have not seen that in our wages or in our 401k. Mm-hmm. Of course not. The reason I ask about pensions is because some of the big unions, especially in the public sector, are going to be asking for 
COLA on their pensions. In other words, they want to take they want to take care of their retirees as inflation gets worse. They want them to get a raise every time inflation goes up. And uh, if you've got a bigger match on your 401ks, then that would that would help with inflation, right? Oh, certainly, certainly. And we've also seen inflation's impact, of course, on wages as well. The wages for, for Star Telegram journalists have been steady, <laughs> stagnant, some might say, for, mm-hmm. um, you know, going on 20 years at this point. Mm. Um, and, and by that, I mean that we, when we talked with some folks who started at the Star Telegram more than 20 years ago, they were making the same wage now that some of our members make now. Oh, so the company has proposed to... The company has proposed a, a uh, salary for forty five thousand, um, and you know anybody who rents or has tried to buy a house in Fort Worth or in the city of Dallas too knows that that is just not enough to live in in a city that has some of the highest rising rents uh, in all the country. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you, y'all have a Facebook page or a, a, a website or something where people can keep 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 abreast Absolutely. of what happens? We are probably most active on Twitter, uh, as journalists tend to be, but we do also have both a Facebook page and, and an Instagram account. Um, and both of those are the, the Fort Worth News Guild is, is our name. And you cool. should be able to find us if you search for us on Fort Worth Facebook. News Guild is the name on Twitter. Uh, so I guess it's at Fort Worth News Guild. Um, if, you, if, you, if you search Fort Worth News Guild, you'll find it. On Twitter, it's at Fort Worth Guild. Yeah. Do you spell out Ford or is it just FT? Whoops. We spell it out. F O R T. Okay. At Fort Worth News Guild on Twitter. And and you say on Facebook it's the same thing? Yes, if you just search on Facebook Fort Worth News Guild, you'll find us. Um, and we post updates there about, you know, our our strike plans and, and our, our GoFundMe, our our different bargaining efforts, all of that you can find on our social media. If you find those places you can like them, you know, you can follow on them. And uh, yeah. and that way you can stay abreast of this, because I have a notion that uh, this is something that a lot of people in North Texas are going to be pulling for you, and they're going to want to to know how they can help, and they're going to want to know what happens as things go along. Now, yeah, we certainly have seen uh, quite a bit of support, which is really you know we we do our work for the community, and it, it's really great to see um, that folks you know care about that, um, care about our work and about the, the efforts that the new bill is speaking to. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people could pitch in and help, and you're say you're taking donations somehow. Go fund me. It's yeah, on the Twitter. Right. Li- it's on their Twitter page. I just, fa- I just followed you. Uh, <laughs> How do you do so, it, Bonnie? Uh, well, it's Fort Worth News Guild. Okay, just search for that on the. Is the, that one big long word? Fort no, Worth no, News it's Guild? Fort. Space. Space Worth Space News Guild is all one word. News Guild is all one word. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. And it is CWA. Woohoo! <laughs> Uh, yeah, and on our social media pages, you'll see our, our GoFundMe page. Um, we have that posted on all of our social media pages. And that is where folks can make donations. But we also have more of an explanation of why we're collecting donations and why we are um, you know, getting to the point where we are strike ready. Let me give out the phone number in case anybody has a question for you right now on the radio. 972-647-1893. Call and you can find out how it goes when you form a new union and try to get your first contract. Call us at 972-647-1893 if you have any questions for Emily Brindley. Go ahead, Emily, and tell us... Uh, are are the are the people behind you? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
we really we really have seen some well certainly our membership is is uh you know united on this um everybody sees the need for for livable wages for, for fair working conditions um and and you know really what we want is for our our journalists to be able to live in the community that they cover that is that is so important when you are when you're covering a community you need to be a part of that community um, and at the at the current wage proposals that that McClatchy has given to us, that simply is not possible. So why you guys can't all live together in one apartment? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I uh, I'm sure that McClatchy would would appreciate our cost saving efforts on that. <laughs> but if, you know, really, we're not asking for the moon here. What what we're asking for is is just livable working conditions. And um, if the company doesn't want to give to us. You know, in a in a normal kind of bargaining setting, then then we are happy to to go on strike and and demand those things. Um, yeah. Or some kind of concerted action. Might not be a strike, but you might need to do some kind of concerted action. Mm-hmm. There could be a boycott or something like that. Have you all considered some other uh, concerted actions besides strike? So we have actually taken other concerted actions. Um, we've done smaller things, you know, throughout the past couple of years. One of the, the biggest ones that we did recently is that we um, we, we did a, what's called a sick out. So our our membership all called in sick on the same day. Um, we called in sick and tired, basically. <laughs> I of, love it. Of, sick and tired. Sick that's, and tired. That's right. Of the of we're sick and tired of, of the tactics that that McClatchy has taken at the bargaining table. Um, so that was a couple of weeks ago, and that, that was probably our, our biggest concerted effort. That's also called a blue flu day. <laughs> and everybody's got the blue like flu it. at the I same like time. It. I mm-hmm. like that, Gene. That's cool. So concerted <laughs> action is the key, isn't it? Uh, and concerted it means, in other words, that everybody does it. Yes, mm-hmm. and that is, of course, the you know the backbone of, of union organizing. Um, and and our membership has been has been solid and, and together on on this um, throughout the past couple of years, but especially in the past six months, as, we, as we've seen the company unwilling to move on those those basic necessities. Good. Good. Uh, a couple of three years ago, I had never heard of the News Guild, Bonnie. You hadn't. But it was something that the CWA started. Yes. The communication workers started it, and then suddenly it starts popping up here and there. There's a news oh, guild. Yeah. There's one in Dallas. Yes, there mm-hmm. is. There is. Yes. In Austin as well. In Austin. That's right. The Austin Statesman. This yep, most yep, like- the, yep, the Austin American Statesman and the Dallas Morning News. Their they're, news guild shops are popping up across the country. Um, the the journalism industry has seen seen some of the fastest rates of unionization um, you know, in, in the whole country. And it's, it's the same thing for the most part at, at other papers that we're fighting for at ours. It's those, those livable working conditions and really just the basic necessities of what it takes to live in the communities that you cover. Mm-hmm. It's pretty important. It's kind of hard to live in, in like the mid cities and try to cover downtown Fort Worth. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Or even, you know, try to cover a neighborhood in Fort Worth and you have to live in, I don't know, Azel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, if you think about, when you think about breaking news reporters too, I mean, oh. they can get called to the scenes of things in the middle of the night. And yeah. if they're, if they're coming from Azel, by the time they get to a scene in downtown Fort Worth, it's going to be, it's going to be wrapped up. Yeah, it's over. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So you're talking about when when reporters have to live outside the communities they cover, it it causes a serious, it's a serious impact on the news coverage. Yes. Um, You know, it really affects our ability to do our job. Um, And so that is, you know, we're we're fighting for the ability to live in the communities we cover and and the ability to just simply do the job that, that that we're paid to do. Unfortunately, the way labor law is structured in America today, 
the main tactic that big corporations use is stalling mm-hmm. and stonewalling. Is that what's going on with McClatchy and the, and the News Guild in Fort Worth? Yes, that's exactly what it is. The, to be clear, the company McClatchy has come to the table with us and has you know sat across the table. Well, they're required to. Federal law, after you got recognized, they were required to bargain with you. But what they're not required to do is is come to an agreement. Just talk to you. <laughs> right. Well, and, you know, they, they pay a lot of money for, for their lawyers. They have some, some Jones Day attorneys, um, which is you know, a pretty, pretty infamous union-busting uh, firm. And they, they spend a lot of money, so they know what the law is. Um, but what they what they do is they they bring back counter proposals that just are not even close to tenable for our members. Mm-hmm. So they are you know they are passing proposals. They are sitting at the table. They are bargaining, but they're not bargaining in good faith. Wow. Um, and they're not mm-hmm. taking into consideration the the very basics that it, that our members need. So they're um, just meeting the minimum that. requirements of the law, and uh, but not really trying to come to an agreement. Yes, that's exactly what we've seen. Mm-hmm. So has the have you guys filed board charges on them? So we have filed, um, I believe we are now at our third unfair labor practice. Okay. Um, one was over, you know, the changes to health care insurance or health insurance premiums um, during our status quo period, which is, of course, not uh, allowed under the law. Um, the, the second was on surface bargaining or bad faith bargaining, which is exactly what we've been talking about, those stalling tactics. And then I, I believe we've also just filed a third unfair labor practice um, for their failure to give us the information that we need to bargain. They, they are required to give us, you know, basic information right. that we request about our proposals, and they have, have stalled or failed to answer a number of those as well. An unfair labor practice means... It means you have pointed out to the government something that the company has done that was unfair, right? Exactly, yeah. An unfair labor practice charge is is filed with the National Labor Relations Board, um, and then they take it up and take a look to see if they believe that there's been a violation of law. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, of course, wouldn't have filed any of those charges if we if we didn't believe that there was a violation of law. Of course. Um, but the, the NLRB is, can, that process can take a while. So we have been um, kind of slogging through through those charges for um, for a while now. But, you know, it, it's clear to us that the, that the company has not been coming to the table in good faith and has not been willing to give us those basics that we need. Mm-hmm. I think we're pretty well up to our break time again, but stay on because I want you to tell people how they can help after this break. Be right back. Okay, sounds good. We're back on the workers' week. You can call us at 972-647-1893. You have an opportunity because we have Emily, who is heading the negotiations for the journalists at the Fort Worth Star-Telegram as they confront a mighty corporation that has been stalling and stonewalling them for two years. Trying to starve you out, aren't they, Emily? Yes. Yeah, well, we, we certainly have been fighting for, for quite a while, but uh, I think we have some more fight left in us still. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We don't give up. You were going to tell us how people can help. Yeah, so, so the biggest thing for us right now is, um, is, is financial. Uh, as, as we are moving towards um, strike readiness, 
uh, because we are a, a new shop and haven't had a contract yet, our members haven't been paying dues, which means that we don't have a, a pre-ready you know, strike fund set up. Uh, and we don't have any money to pull from either. So instead, in lieu of that, we started a GoFundMe, um, which is just a community-based fundraising platform. Uh-huh. Uh, and we are raising funds there so that our, our members don't have any financial hardship as they are on strike. Um, as, again, you know, we, we hoped uh, to not have to, to get to the point of striking, but it, it's something that um, is becoming more and more likely as, as the company is unwilling to, to negotiate with us in good faith. So if folks, um, if you just, you know, you can go to GoFundMe or you can just Google GoFundMe Fort Worth News Guild and, and you'll find our strike fund there. Um, the financial part is, is really a big piece of it for, big piece of it for us. Right and now. you also have a letter writing program because I know I, I wrote a letter on your behalf. Uh, oh, thank you. We appreciate that. And I think uh, I think anybody can do that if they can just find the letter writing form. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. good. Yeah, it, and and that is on that's on Action Network, which is another platform. So again, mm-hmm. if, you, if you Google Action Network Fort Worth News Guild or Action Network uh, Fort Worth Star Telegram, you'll find that. Um, and and that that we started specifically because the company. Um, you know, had also been been requiring us to, to pay for parking to, to go into our, our office. What? Uh, and, <laughs> and you can also find these links on the Dallas AFL-CIO website, which is kind of a complicated website. It's texasaflco.org slash Dallas. You can just Google and Dallas AFL-CIO. Yeah. <laughs> and it comes right up. And it comes right up. Yeah. But you go to the news section, it's and the, there's a little bit in there about uh, the struggle that's going on in Fort Worth. And we are, we are really, really pulling for you, Emily. And I'm sure all the radio listeners at KNON are pulling for you also. Absolutely. So do you see some light at the end of the tunnel? Do you see uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> what's going to happen? That is, that is a million-dollar question always, isn't it? Um, we are, we're hoping, of course, that we can get to a, a fair contract um, you know, shortly. Uh, it, a lot of that really is in, it's kind of in the company's court at this point. Um, we are ready and willing to, to bargain and, and get this done and, and get our members the, the fair wages that they deserve. Um, and it, it remains to be seen if, if the company is, is willing to do that as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot, of, a lot of it really depends on, on how much the, the company takes that uh, bargaining in good faith seriously. Have you reached out to Gerald Miller over there in Fort Worth at the C- Communication Workers of America? Um, I haven't personally, but I, I would guess that our that our president has. He's reached out to just about everybody, I think, at this point. Gerald <laughs> Miller is the, is the head of the Communication Workers of America, mm-hmm. the big local there, uh, 6201. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's also head of the Coalition of Black Trade Unionists. Mm-hmm. And a very good guy. Great big mm-hmm. fella, too. Uh, and a, a friendly guy, and I'm sure he would be more than willing to help you. And uh, you want to make sure that you have your guild people speak at one of their meetings. And also there's a Communication Workers of America Retirees Group in Fort Worth, mm-hmm. as well as one in Dallas. Over here in Dallas, uh, Nancy Brown's the president. Uh, Ernest Tilley's a good person to reach out to in Dallas. He's the president, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. That'd yeah, be- well, Bonnie knows all of them. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I am we still a dues-paying member, so the, we we always appreciate that that solidarity. I mean, it really has been um, has been great to see some of that 
solidarity, you know, for for our members, especially because it has been such such a battle. Um, it really is. It's very uplifting to see, you know, the folks coming together and, and supporting our workers as well. That's yeah, good. would you be part of uh, District Six Communication Workers of America? Yes. Because um, District Six helps uh, helps us here on KNON. You would be. I, I, I defer to, to Bonnie on that. It sounds like she has some. some yes, you, you would absolutely be part of District Six. District Six, the, the the vice president of District Six, which covers five states: Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, and Texas. Uh, that's Claude Cummings. And he, uh, he, the the district underwrites our show here on KER on uh, uh, KNON, so it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and Brother Cummings is uh, not only a top leader in the trade union movement nationally, but he's also a top leader in the tra- in the civil rights movement. That's right. I think That's he's right. a vice president of the NAACP, I believe, as so. well as a vice president of the Communication Workers of America. <laughs> so you got some muscle behind you. <laughs> yes, yes, certainly. There's some strong people that are willing to pitch in. As soon as your union decides that they want to take some kind of concerted action, I want you to be sure and let KNON know because I want our KNON listeners to be to be able to be to back you as as you go along too. Can we you do that? Lot, we have lots of folks oh, in Fort certainly. Worth, so for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we certainly can can keep you all updated. Um, you know the. This is this is a fight that, as I said, has been going on for so long, um, and and we're hoping that we can, you know, get to a conclusion soon. Um, but we will we'll certainly keep you all updated. Good. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three. If you have a question or a comment, call us. The station just loves it when you call. And we've been talking to Emily about the struggle to get a contract to get a first contract for the journalists at the Fort Worth Star Telegram. And this is going on all around the country, isn't it, Bonnie? Yes, it is. It News is. Guild is organizing every newspaper they can get a hold of. It's pretty exciting, really, to see journalists finally uh, taking interest. You know, there's been printers unions for for decades, uh, but now the journalists are finally saying, "Hey, wait a minute, what about us?" Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that they're they're taking an interest and in, and in stepping up. We have to make it better for all of us. Mm-hmm. Tell us again, Emily, what kind of things people can do to help. Yeah, so the, the biggest one for us right now is the um, donating to our strike fund. So if you if you go on GoFundMe um, and search support with YouthGuild, you can find us there. Um, we are raising funds so that our members could go on strike and not have an undue financial burden on them. Um, you know, with with the level of wages that, that we have right now, a lot of people are living paycheck to paycheck. And of course you can't collect a paycheck while you're on strike. So that financial support is really appreciated. Um, also share, you know, sharing that link uh, is, is helpful too. And you can also find us on Action Network uh, to send some letters to our management, um, you know, demanding better conditions for our workers. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent. Is that information on, uh, on your Twitter page? It is, yes. It's, so if you go to our Twitter page, the, the GoFundMe will be the pinned tweet right at the top there. Okay. Uh, you can also find it on, on Facebook and Instagram. On any of those platforms, if you search Fort Worth News Guild, um, you'll, you'll find us there. And there's a, a, a link or someplace that we can see who we can write to? Yeah, so on, on Action Network, that, that platform lets you write letters through the platform. It's, okay. it's, it's a really easy process. Um, you just put in kind of your info, and then it'll send letters to, to our management um, demanding better conditions. Okay, cool. So, and that's just, that's Fort Worth News Guild also? 
on Action yeah, Network? That's right. If you okay. go on Action Network and search for Forest News, and you'll if, find it. If you do these things, will you will you get updates? Because people want, um, people are going to want to know. They want to be on the team. In other words. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, so on the on the GoFundMe, you will get an update every time we post something new on the GoFundMe. So, for instance, we did we did an update last week when we did a, a picketing during our, our lunch hour. Oh, good. And you'll get a notification that there's been an update posted, and then you can go on and see the new information that we've posted on the GoFundMe. Excellent. Excellent. That's good. Is, uh, you know, we want people to participate. If they're in the Fort Worth area and you guys are going to have a, a informational picket at lunch, man, put that news out there. We'll, you know, get, get people to show up and, and support you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we really appreciate that. that as I said, that, that solidarity that we've seen from folks has just been, it's been really encouraging to see um, and has made us feel a little bit less like we're, you know, alone in a fight against this, this big corporation. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It, that's what a solidarity is all about is, uh, Absolutely. you know, working together to make it better for everybody. If solidarity Absolutely. is the reason we're winning. We are we are winning things now. We're winning better contracts. We're winning new contracts. And we're winning organizing drives. Mm-hmm. And the bosses are resisting like crazy. They're paying out millions and millions of dollars to these union-busting attorneys, oh, such as mm-hmm. Emily just described a while ago. And... Uh, Poor people that are just coming together are showing our real strength. And uh, I'm so proud of you, Emily, for for helping with this fight. Because you're, you're doing something for all of us when you think about it. Well, we, I mean, we, we certainly hope hope that it will have, um, you know, those the, the solidarity kind of tack on impacts as I think of them. Um, and, and, you know, the same thing, too, for news, local news is, is such a, a vital asset to, to any community. Um, and so we just really, really strongly believe that if we have fair and, and strong working conditions for our workers, that that is better for, for the entire community because it means that we can keep doing the, the accountability work that, that we, um, you know, that we really want to do and, and that we're paid to do. Yeah, I got a call from a, from a reporter not too long ago, and uh, he was talking about, you know, this and that, kind of picking my brains on on uh, labor history and the background of some of the union developments in this area. And, you know, I couldn't help just blasting him a little bit because uh, because his newspaper's got such a terrible record against labor. And <laughs> so finally I said something like, uh, you know, I, I don't really think you're going to actually publish anything good about labor because your newspaper never does. And he says, yeah, but I'm a union member. Oh, well, <laughs> and then maybe, just maybe, we have a chance. Well, and, and he did. That's Yes, he did. It was an outstanding article. So we are getting some press. Yeah. Uh, with, with, union, with union people that are journalists, they recognize the struggles more so than anybody because they're right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, we certainly have seen so many more newspapers across the country unionizing in the last few years. Um, yes. There just has been an absolute wave of unionization efforts at, at newspapers across the country who are standing up against the, you know, the big chains in many cases that own them yes. um, and, and, you know, demanding, again, just those livable working conditions, um, not asking for the moon, just asking to be able to to live and do our jobs um, without worrying about, you know, making rent and things like that. Feeding my kids, you know. Exactly, Just, yes. you know, minute things like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, it's. Uh, I heard him talking about teachers earlier uh, on the show before us, and I think about the newspaper. I read the newspaper every day. Um, oh. Yes, that's right, folks. I am a. I'm a dinosaur. I still have the paper every day. And you read it. And I read it every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you read it in print, Bonnie? Yes. Yep, yep, yes. yeah. I yep, mean... Drivers out there still. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're and and I just got notified they went up again. Uh, well, We're, I'm like, <laughs> it's the cost of newsprint, I guess. I guess. Did they give the printers yeah. a raise? Did they give the journalists a raise? That's what I need to know. If they did, I don't well, mind paying. We certainly have not seen that, but we are we're hoping to work towards that in the in the not too distant future and get some get you know get some some real livable wages here um, would be would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I, would I like think that the, I think the truth is a really big issue nowadays. Here on KNON, we talk about this all the time because we don't get paid; we're just volunteers, and we like to think that we are you know a beacon of truth. In a world that is uh, in which truth is has gotten to be uh, a rare commodity. Well, a commodity. That's what's bothering me about. Yeah, it, yeah. Is uh, you you buy it or you or you sell it, and uh, we have to have truth in journalism. So um, it's very it's, exciting that journalists are getting organized. Yes. Yes. So yeah, yeah. they can have some say so about what what gets published and what doesn't. Well, and and the biggest thing for us has been that if we can kind of keep people at their local papers for longer, then that is such a benefit to the community. Absolutely. Because when you know the city that you cover or the cities that you cover, when you really know them and you've lived in them, that that makes a huge difference for for the coverage. Um, And and it really is such a, a benefit to the community. But with the wages that we've seen and the benefits that we've seen um, at, at McClatchy, people can't stay for very long. Um, so, you know, we, we hear from community members who, who will complain about the, the turnover and how quickly they see a new reporter come into City Hall or, or whatever it is. But people don't want to leave. It's just that many of them don't feel that they have another choice. Um, right. and, and we at the Fourth News Guild are, are hoping to, you know, to organize to the point where people do have a choice and people can stay when they want to. Yeah, because we need people to be local. I mean, I, I'm sorry. We've had so many different reporters in, at, uh, at the Dallas Morning News. I mean, they'll call. I'll have a reporter call. Now, I've been talking to the Dallas Morning News for a really long time. I've been a community activist uh, for like 30-plus years. And I get a new person call And they have not researched, done any research on the topic or me. And they start asking me all these questions that, sweetie pie, come on now. Read the article I was quoted in a month ago. Uh Not years, months. That is, unfortunately, the the workload reality for a lot of reporters. Um, The Dallas Morning News is is also a a unionized shop. And they are fighting for many of the same things that we are and the same stuff, you know, so, so their people can, can stay at the paper so that they can, can cover the community for, for longer and so that they have that kind of deeper knowledge of, of the place that they live and work. And the continuity really makes a difference when you're reading the Absolutely. newspaper. It really, it really does. does. Emily, you're part of a nationwide upsurge in organizing and union first contract drives. I'm proud of you and Me KNON too. Radio people are proud of you. We want to support you. We want to stay on line. We want to keep on finding out about Fort Worth News Guild 
and uh, and we are going to do everything we can to make sure that you have a triumph in your future. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate that that solidarity. It means a lot. Thank you, Emily. Thanks a lot, man. Union strong. <laughs> Stronger together. Yes, and ma'am. Yes, we all have to go now. So That's say great. goodbye, Emily. Say goodbye, Bonnie. Uh, goodbye, Bonnie. Goodbye, goodbye. Emily. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. Thanks, folks. See you next week. I was getting faint.